Hey guys, welcome to The Noble Broker. I am your host, Jonathan Lickstein. And remember, on The Noble Broker, what we do is we get behind closed doors with producers and professionals in the real estate industry. And we really just get to know who they are because agents, mortgage brokers, insurance, anybody related to the real estate industry, we're people too. We have interests, we have lives, we have passions, we have highs, we have lows. And on The Noble Broker, we get into it, we get to know people. So today, I have Esther Cohen, realtor extraordinaire, mom, professional, superwoman. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Esther, what, what is your home area? What, where do you farm? What is, your, what is your specialty in real estate, geographically speaking? Where are you? My specialty is residential. Um, I dabble a little in commercial, but I prefer residential just because that's my passion. Uh, areas? Hollywood is my farm area, but I do North Miami Beach, Eastern Shore, Surfside, Miami Beach. I just, my clientele is from all over and they want all over. So I kind of just strive to service them all over. You go, you go where they are. You go yeah. where you're needed, right? I go where I needed, where right. I'm needed. Are you, but, did you yeah. grow up down here? No, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, actually. In New York, you're one of those. You yeah. came down. So I, I bring the Brooklyn, New York hustle to Miami. I love it. How long have you been down here? Uh, in 2023, it'll be eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Okay. So 2015, you came down. Yeah. That was an interesting time. A lot of growth going on in South Florida. 100%. Right. So you came down from New York. What did you do in New York? So I actually didn't come from New York directly. I was actually in Israel, living in Israel for a year and a half. Oh. Yeah. And that's when we came here. And you speak... Hebrew, you lived in, you lived in Israel, so you learned yeah. Hebrew there. Yeah, fluent fluent Hebrew. Fluent Hebrew. Well, English is my first language. So you speak three languages. English, Hebrew, and Miami. That's <laughs> so maybe it's four: English, Hebrew, Miami, and realtor. And realtor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we Miami's can, another language. Miami is a completely another language. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's a it's a different dialect of of Spanglish somewhere yeah. along those lines. Yeah. But uh, realtor is a whole code. It's a whole it's a whole, a whole language. Code. A whole code. So. As realtors, we could be having a completely different conversation and undertone. You kind of know what it actually means. Those yes. interactions are fun. Yeah. Um, but so you moved down from New York via Israel to Miami. Yeah. And when you got to Miami, what, what did you plan to do? What was your life plan for work profession? At the time, I had one kid. Um, and so it was just kind of like the American dream, even though I was American. Uh when we decided to leave Israel, we knew we wanted to go to the United States. And I was like, it's either Brooklyn, New York, where I have jobs set up, or it's Florida. You know, take... American dream. Move to take, Florida. Yeah, take that risk, you know. And we moved to Florida. And at first, no, I didn't know I wanted to get into real estate. I had no plan. It was no just kind of... Just get to Florida. Go, go with the out. flow, day by day. Okay. Yeah. So I'd, one thing we do with every guest on this show is there's... There's a story. Everyone has a reason, a circumstance, a person, something that influenced their decision and made them get into real estate. If you'd like, I'll tell you mine, but I'm really intrigued and I want to hear your story, your origin story. How did Esther Cohen become Esther Cohen, awesome realtor? Thanks. Um, so I think for me, it was, I've always worked. I don't remember a time that I wasn't working. I'm not the type to not work. I always got to keep myself busy. Uh, 
and I had good jobs. From the age of 13, I was like the babysitter in the community I grew up in. Entrepreneur. So, yeah, making money from then, you know. And at the beginning when I was here, I was working, you know, for different companies. And I just felt, I just didn't feel like fulfilled. I always, I've always liked helping people. Until today, I love helping people. So I'm like, what could I do? Try a little bit of fashion consulting. And Interesting. I know. And then I was like... Uh, not really like I don't you know what, it's what kind of fashion consulting what do you mean like I would go with people shopping to the mall and fit like their wardrobe you know interesting yeah how does that work so you go you go to a mall yeah with someone and you're essentially giving them fashion advice yeah. as they try things on yeah like and, a consultant and a lot of the times I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> I was just like yeah sure whatever you know I was a hustler just trying to you know make ends meet I guess right but I didn't have enough passion for it and they didn't feel I was the best at it like I until today I go shopping I send pictures to my friends I'm like should I get this should I not that's how things work though I know it's but easier I just, to give good advice than, than to decide exactly, ourselves it's 100%, 100% but then real estate was okay so I got to Miami and of course every other person I meet I'm in real estate I'm in real estate and I'm like everyone's in freaking real estate like maybe I should do this but I didn't, I didn't have the push yet. I was pushed by, by a lot of people that were close to me, that I could say. So one day I was, um, I was working for a nonprofit organization and I just felt like I was wasting my time there. Not even the money that I was making, it was just covering to put my daughter in daycare. Right. I just wasn't enjoying it. And I was sitting one day at home and I was watching HGTV. It was the <laughs> Property Brothers or, you know. Absolutely. Every, and that is not, that is not, but that's not how real, I do something completely different. I would love to one day, you know, have a show with flipping houses and I think I would be great at it. And you'd probably watch I, it. I would, I would watch your show. You it would be very entertaining. <laughs> but I was like, this, I actually like enjoyed it. I'm like, this looks nice. I like this, you know. So I started researching and then, yeah. And then I was like, I'm going to go. I went and signed up to Gold Coast Schools. Did you go in person or online? In person. In person. I'm an in-person okay. kind of person. I'm not a good test taker or learner. That's why I didn't go to college. <laughs> but it was great. And and I, you know, I worked hard, you know, ha handling that, going to school, plus working, plus taking care of my daughter. Um, it's a full plate. Yeah, I mean, her, her dad helped a lot then, you know. He was, my ex was my biggest supporter. Um, he's the one that pushed me to get into real estate, and I have friends that are till today, like my, my clients also. They actually just bought their house, their first house with me, mm -hmm. but they also they pushed me. Um, my friend, he actually has a background in accounting, and so he knows numbers and stuff. So for the real estate exam, for the state exam, he helped me study. They were my number one supporters and pushed you through. Pushed me through. It's I mean, there was times I was like. I don't know, should I not do this? And I felt like giving up, but I'm glad I didn't. It's a combination of community support, competition, and the desire to, to be perfect, to be the best at yeah. whatever you are doing is what drove you to get into real estate. Yeah. Is that what motivates you still today? Today, I think what motivates me the most is I'm a single mom of two recently, so... I gotta do what I gotta do. Hustler. But also, yeah, but also I have a passion for it. Like, I love it, I enjoy it. It's like, 
showing houses is one thing. What gets me going is the contracts. I love Oof. the contracts. I love negotiating. You know I love negotiating. I, I do, I do. And I I'm share always, this passion. <laughs> I'm fighting for my clients. I'll do anything for them. It's, it's, I treat each client like they're my family. And it's the connection that you make through that yeah. that becomes so much more valuable than you could have 100%. expected. 100%. I completely agree. I'm referral-based, so it's really that. It's making sure my clients are happy at the end of the day. Fighting for them every step of the way. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. You know, the actual laws and, and codes of the state um, identify that the real estate, quote-unquote, real estate transaction ends at the signing of the contract. Yeah. But we know that's not how it is, right? We had this conversation recently. I yeah. remember. And someone who's so dedicated and engaged with their with their clients, their friends, their, their relationships that they receive yeah. because they're so personal uh, off a referral-based business, you, you cater to them like they are, you're part of that journey just as they are. 100%. And you hear that cliche, it's the most, uh, the single most expensive investment people make in their lives, but it's the truth. And even more so, it's an emotional roller coaster. 100%. Right? I mean, I just purchased my second home, so... Congratulations. And sold, thanks. And Enter sold my applause first. sound bit. <laughs> Buy real estate, guys. Even with the interest rates being the interest rates, I just, I mean, I just bought a house. Oh, don't open that door. I'm about to go oh, through there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. But go back to your story. You just bought your second house. Yeah, I just bought my second home, and I, I was stressed. You know, I was going through the pro... And I was my own realtor. And it was very stressing, and I and it kind of reminded me what my buyers and my sellers go through. Because at the same time, I was a seller and a buyer, and it even softened me a little more for certain deals I had going on, have going on, to remember, you just went through what they are going through right now. What you just hit on is a really important piece that a lot of people lose sight of professionally, personally, yeah. and just living living through life. Yeah. regardless of the application and what you just gained right there is perspective of the other side of the transaction what your customers go through and how to engage with them in a different manner than those who haven't and let's let's go back for a second you talked about the property brothers right they flip houses with no, the property brothers yes they flip houses with the customers they turn it into their dream home right yeah. and have you ever thought about getting into the investment side of real estate? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually right now what I'm focusing on, um, besides for my day-to-day -day real estate deals, um, looking to start a team of flippers. So I have already a designer who I have in mind, an interior designer, and contractors, and everything like that. It's just the, the investors is what we need to get going. Yeah. I mean... It's an interesting time in the market. Yeah, right. It is. It's a neat time for you to plan and pivot because things are are different right now. They're pivoting, right? Yeah. If it's that's a common word that's used right now. I know now. all day. That's all I hear. <laughs> pivot. The market yeah. is shifting. Shift. I hear the shifting, shifting gears a shifting. lot. So um, as things are transitioning and you're planning for the next evolution, right? Where do you think that is? Where do you think that's coming? What's where? Where do you see the market kind of going? Because everyone. A lot of people are on the sidelines. Realtors sometimes get nervous, but it's where... It's so hard to answer that question because, you know, COVID hit a month after, less than a month after my second child was born. And I was like, holy moly, 
I need to go get myself another job. I mean, what am I going to be doing? No one knew. There was a point of panic. Yeah. For sure. No one knew what's going to happen. I had just purchased our first home. So I was like, what's going to be? And, you know, I think for everyone, my business was doing pretty good then. It skyrocketed. Yeah, it's crazy but how quickly things turned around. How quickly things can change. Turned around in a second. So it's like, people ask me that, and I feel like every day I have another answer. What's the market going to be? But then I look and I'm like, people still need to buy a home. Like, people still need to buy homes. And even me buying the, the house that I just bought, I calculated how much it would cost me you know, what's the difference if I rented or I bought? Maybe rent and wait. No, 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 no. I bought because it's still more than $1,000 cheaper on my monthly payment to buy. It, it, so why absolutely. would I throw my money on, on? You buy just like I bought my first home when interest rates were, my interest rate was six and a half. And then I refied a year later at three. So you buy and you just refi later. That's my opinion. Marry the home, date the rate. I know, I, I'm hearing that a lot. It's, it's corny. It's corny okay. and I like it. But it, it's cute. It falls into my wheelhouse. It's cute. It's like everyone's going everyone's gonna to do what they, what's good for them. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of people are kind of seeing what's on, like, on the news and stuff like that. Like, oh, interest rates are... Okay, but it's not like interest rates were low for the past 10, 15 years. It was two years. Right. Like it, it was such a, a incredible dip for, yeah. for during the COVID yes, years to to influence spending to get more people buying homes that generates yeah. money. Yeah. And with with so much money that was that was being not given to the members of the public, given to the American people during COVID, real estate transactions really balanced everything out. Yeah. And and now with inflation increasing, they have to slow the spending, they have to slow the purchasing. So that's where we are. That's the market we're in right now. That's the market we're in. But Regardless of what happens, as you said, everyone needs a place to live. Yeah. Everyone needs a home. Everyone needs a home. Right? And so, each area is different, Jonathan. You oh, know? completely agree. There could be one area where the prices are still high, like very high, and there's some that maybe they're a little lower, but it all depends on the area. Miami's so, interesting. You can't, you know, it's South Florida. It's, it's every, I feel like every block is every, different. Every, it's true. Especially where my first home I sold is totally different. If my house would have been a block over, it, I would have never gotten what I got. Right. It changes, right? So going in, working in environments like that, areas, driving from Hollywood, Hallandale, Aventura, Sunny Isles, yeah. I mean, it changes drastically, right? Yeah. As you go up and down. Totally so different. you meet different people. You encounter different things. Every realtor has a story of a crazy showing or a crazy transaction or something just funny, wacky, and you need a venue to shout from the mountaintop about how hilarious this is. So I need a story from you. A showing, a transaction, a customer, a circumstance in oh, a deal. Oh, a, a transaction? I could probably, I could be here for days. <laughs> <laughs> a showing? So this is one of my first listings. This is probably in the first year in real estate, which I got into in 2017. And... I had this listing, um, it was a sphere of influence, um, and I went to her house to show it, and her grandson, who's like this, you know, gangster kind of guy, he's like, my mama's not selling her home, and he came out and he was like, with a water gun. A water he's like, gun? I'm going to pop a bullet in your head, yo, and I was like. How, how old was this kid? He's probably like 35, yeah, <laughs> and then the second time around that I came, 
he got all their, their chihuahua mama and all her six chihuahuas to run after me. So they chased you off. I feel like this should have been recorded for a comedy show or a movie. I swear, I was like, I should have a, just like those cams, you know, like the dash cam on the, the body bar. cam. I should just have a body, like a cop body cam on mm -hmm. me all day because you there's always something. Things. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure there's a bunch of other crazy showings. I just can't think. But that was, that was funny. That was a funny one. So as you're, as you're coming through your business, um, your mentality and how you join the industry has changed. You've been in the industry, you said yes. 2017 is when yes. you got your license, right? Yeah, September 2017. September 2017. Um, so from 2017 to 2022, where we are now, about to enter into 2023, that's a long time. Five years in real estate is, is an eternity. Yeah, so many people time. leave the industry within the first two oh, yeah. years and they don't survive through. Number one, why do you think people leave the industry in the first two years? I think um, a lot of people that get into real estate, and no offense to some, it's just not meant for them. I don't, I don't believe that anyone, anyone can get into real estate. It's easy to get your license. I don't think everyone can stick it through. Can make a true career, yeah. a business, a lifestyle because out of it. When I hear realtors tell me, oh, you know what, I got into real estate because... I make my own schedule, or well, then you're in the line, long, the wrong line of work because it's a 24/7 job, and I see that with being a mom with two kids. It's not. Okay, you're you're I can't constantly work. on the go. You're constantly, constantly on call. Constantly. And really, you have to schedule your other pieces around your real estate as yeah. opposed to the common yeah. misconception. Yeah, my schedule is based around work. That's how my that's how my schedule works. But you thrive on that. Yeah, I love it. I'm a workaholic. I mean, I after I gave birth to my son. An hour later, I was sitting there on my iPad writing uh, my laptop. Then I had a laptop writing contracts. Incredible. And that was before COVID. Like, I was, thank God my business was still busy then. And I was writing a contract. The next day, the next day, off to showings. I don't know what it is, but I picture you. Okay, you gave birth. Uh, <laughs> this is a weird picture to paint right now, but work with me here. Follow. So, you give birth. I just picture you just, you hear the cry. And you roll to the right, and there is your laptop. <laughs> that's, that's the picture that's Literally. in my head right now. Literally. And at one point, my, my ex-husband took my laptop away. He's like, you need to get rest. And I was just doing it on my phone. <laughs> and imagine form simplicity or one of those on your phone, and I'm just zooming, zooming into in. everything. It was hey, torture. There, there is a certain thing. I, I believe that salespeople have a different gear that they go into. And with real estate, it's, it's even more so. Is you have a combination of a salesperson and kind of a therapist built into one. 100%. And that is right there, a little bit of a mix of what a realtor is. If you yeah. had to mix a bowl, it would be right there. Psychologist, yeah. therapist, and salesperson 100%. built into one. And you know what? I'm actually happy to be there as a therapist for my clients. I mean, I had a, um, a client I was selling their home and they were going through a divorce. This was one of the crazy transactions. And I felt, I felt for them both. You know, they're going through, they're selling one of their homes. This is where they raise their children. They're going through a hard time emotionally. And I tried to be there for both of them. And it was crazy. This one's yelling at this one, this one. Every day someone else is calling me. She did this, he did that. And I just try to, and my thing was just cooperating with their attorneys. and Being I, in the middle yeah, and mediating yeah, almost. Almost mediating, but really even leaving the the transaction with a good relationship with the attorneys and they said look you you handled this very nicely and for me 
that's also what keeps me going. So to be able to know I did a good job. And and that's that's one of the ways that you establish these relationships yeah. that bring you referrals since you work on a referral basis, yeah, 100%. right? 100%. If you how how do you meet or make new relationships with people that you haven't met? Do you strictly work on, "Hey, work with Esther, she's great," and then it hands to you, or do you go places? What type of networking or I love networking. clubs, groups? What do you what do you focus on when you're um, trying to generate relationships like that? I love networking. I was actually at a networking event last night for the um, friends of the IDF. Okay. And I met I actually met some people there, and I exchanged my business card with a few people. Um, I'm always I'm con- I think, and not everyone's like this. It's constantly to let people know, hey, I'm in real estate. What can I do to help you? Um, a lot is referral based, and not even me calling my clients and asking for business. It's just them, thank God, being so happy with the service they got from me and sending me clients. You being yourself. Yeah. Every day, day in and day out. Day in and day out. People find that to be very genuine and easy to connect with. Yeah. Because regardless of the situation that you are in, you are Esther Cohen. Put my foot down. I am Esther Cohen. And... People gravitate to your confidence. Thank you. So it, that's fantastic. What is a good piece of advice that you would give to another agent who wants to work off of a referral basis like yourself? I think it's it's funny because someone asked me that the other day, another agent that I know, and I told him, I'm like, it kind of has to come within you. Like you really have to, people can tell when someone's BSing and not genuine. Most people can tell. If you really are there for them as their realtor and they're just their concierge for everything throughout from from you know beginning to end, they'll send you referrals. What could you're saying like what can I what can you do to stand yeah, what, out? What could you do to initiate relationships? Let's say someone is new and moves to the area. Yeah. They don't have a network, they don't have connections, they don't have relationships. I'm here in a new city. How can I start to work and be referral based in a new area where I don't have those connections? Come work for me, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you I heard it here. <laughs> Esther Cohen is looking for team members. I am. I am <laughs> looking for to hire some talent. Um, honestly, I think it's just get yourself known. I don't know, like if you move to a building, go knock on all the doors. Let everyone know, like where I just moved in. I mean, I ju- I literally just closed two weeks ago. I'm moving in next week. Second home. I'm going to knock on all my neighbor's door and let them know, hey, I'm Esther Cohen. I'm your neighbor. I have two kids. I have a dog. If you ever need anything, I'm here. And if I can ever help you with real estate. You see, when you go in and you try to be sneaky, like, oh, hey, I'm your neighbor. And like, you, I'm straight out, straight out from the beginning. This I'm a realtor. This is who I'm, I am. This is what I do. I'm the realtor. I'm going to be your realtor forever, for life. That's what I want. I want to be your realtor for, for life. If I... I'm your realtor and I do one transaction with you and you go and use someone else after, I will take it very personal. <laughs> you know? That's how invested you are. That's how invested I am. Yeah, 100%. So you're you're entering into a territory or a new chapter in your life in a second home. Yeah. Right? A new area. Um, still within your farm, so that's fantastic. Love that you're, you're staying within the local community where you've already planted roots, right? Yeah. And introducing yourself to new neighbors... How do you market yourself? Have you done any lead generation? Let's start there. Have you ever done any online lead generation? No. I've had. I've been a Zillow Premier agent for like two months. That's it. 
I love that your business is completely relationship-based. Yeah. And, and that's something that is really hard to find, especially consistency. It speaks volumes to your character So, and, and your personality, really. You're a likable person. Congratulations. Oh, very, thanks. I'm a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a people's person. I love being around people. I'm not a homebody. Once in a while, you'll find me Netflix and chill. I don't think, I don't remember the last time I, I literally had to ask my seven-year-old daughter how to use the TV the other day. Does that make you feel like your parents? They, we didn't have a TV growing up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the evolution of life, right? Um, so looking back, you're constantly evolving. You're still building relationships, still generating business the same exact way. Yeah. But in five years, could you have done it differently? Would you have done it differently if you could go backwards? Is there any advice you would have given yourself? Lead generate. I would have probably lead generated. I think that would have brought me a lot more business. I'm being very honest. Um, but anything else, like, I really wouldn't have done it any other way. I learned a lot. I've had bumps in the roads. I've had times where I wanted to just get up and leave and not do real estate. Um, but not anymore. I mean, what, what helps you? So you've got, you just described the, the roller coaster of real yeah. estate. There's a roller coaster of emotions in the transaction, but there's the roller coaster of the industry in general. And, you know, we're riding one of those right now where, you know, you ride the highs and survive the lows. Yeah. And, you know, we are where we are right now. How do you motivate yourself to push through the lows? And how do you celebrate on the highs? You have to celebrate your wins. I have to always. It's a thing by me. I have friends that are agents or not even friends, just agents I follow on social media or whatever that... All they do is lead generate from the morning to night, have no social life. I, I can't live that way. It's not about working hard. It's about working smart. So for me, I will always celebrate my wins. And when it's the roller coaster and it's down, I remember that I have two kids to feed. And you gotta push I got to hustle. One way or another. I got to hustle. So for me, sometimes, yeah, I, I get out of my comfort zone and I do things that maybe I wouldn't like to do like call for sale of owners and stuff like that. I do it and I usually get the listing. So you do cold calling? Very rarely, very rarely. That's something I, I do want to get more into over time, but it's just, I'm always so busy with what I have in my pipeline, thank God. Okay, um, so I'm gonna ask you a fun question. You didn't know this one was coming. So we're gonna pivot a little bit and get into your, your personal side, okay? okay? Um, just a little bit though, I promise. We're just going to dip a toe in the pool and then we're going to get back out. It's too cold. So you're you're at a party. You're at an event. Okay? And everybody's having fun. Social. You get thrown up on stage. No, you get pushed up on stage. We don't want to say that. That's at a party. You never know what happened. But you get, you get pushed up on stage. <sighs> Mic thrown into your hand. You have to sing a karaoke song. What song are you going to sing? The lights are on, people are outside, they're in the crowd. Yeah, you didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't prepared for this. I know. One. This is a surprise one. Curveball coming your way. Um, you're upstage. The DJ turns to you and says, Esther, you got to rock this place. What song are you going to sing? Can I look at my Spotify list? <laughs> no, give me one. First one that pops into your head. We need, we need quick draw right here, the lightning round. Are you a singer? <laughs> You want the windows to crack? <laughs> I'm not going to make you sing. In the shower. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't make you sing. But there's um, got to be a song in your head. I'm not. I promise, I'm not going to make you sing. No, there is. There's um, 
I'm trying to remember the name of it. The name of that uh, song is I Like It Like That. What's that song? Okay, um, that's that, I think that's a Pitbull song. Is it a Pitbull song? I think it's a Nicki Minaj, uh, Cardi B. Cardi B, that's yeah, right, Cardi B. So Cardi B, her songs, you should know, anytime I go, I'm, I'm driving to meet a client, uh, uh, either a listing appointment or come to a showing to a new client, I just need that little boost, I put her music on. Her music so that's pumps motivating. Me up. Yeah, it's motive. It's like there's something about it that that pumps me up. Like I know most realtors listen to podcasts in their car while they. I, I that can't. is not true. I don't know. That is not I, true. So many, I'm listening to this Who podcast. Who told you? On, Who told know, you that so everybody drives around listening to podcasts? All these real 24 estate hours a day. Facebook groups that I'm in, they're like, yeah, this pod. I'm like, no, no, no. I like to read. I actually like to read. I don't listen to podcasts. You're a paper book. Yeah, I read. I can't do that. No, no, I read. What? So what do you read? What is an author, a writer, a motivator that you read? I like more like, um, so right now I actually just started reading again the 5 a.m. club. I okay. forgot who, what's, what's that about? who wrote it. It's kind of like a, a, a motivation book, you know, of kind of business and life. And then... I have to assume the 5 a.m. club. I haven't read this. I'm now going to download it on audiobook to drive around in my car with. <laughs> Because I'm a realtor and I drive around listening to audiobooks. That's not true. I do listen to audiobooks, though. So tell me about the 5 a.m. club. It, it's about the mentality of, you said, motivation. So. Yeah. And honestly, I read it a year ago. And I don't remember it so much. So I'm, I'm reading it again. I have, to I have very bad memory. It's, so that's why you read. You I have the paper to. one to refer back to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to I have to reread that to tell you. But I remember, I remember it was a good book. I remember okay. reading it and loving it, but I don't remember exactly what it was about. So you, you seem like it. a very dedicated individual, a very motivated, passionate, energetic person. And you still find the need or to be able to read or to need to read books about motivation. Is that to look for, at things from a different angle, a different perspective? I like to read things from a look at things from a different perspective. So you're always learning. Yeah, I like to learn. And I feel like when I read books... Um, and I'm all, even on these, um, Facebook groups of realtors, there's a lot that I take from that, a lot that I learn. I think that we all learn from each other, realtors. Very true. I, I don't, I don't see any realtor as my competition. I just learn from them and it, whether it's something good or whether something that they do to that, never do. That you don't want to do. That's right. You know? So yeah, to keep motivated, listen, there's times where I'm not motivated um, I think that if I go and take a run around the block, I get pumped up when I go to the gym. It Push the adrenaline. Me. Yeah, those those kind of stuff. So I believe the 5 a.m. club, I'm going back to this, is about getting up early in the morning, starting your day, getting ready, getting exercise, or some type of, of getting your body moving. It's it's the... I'm remembering a little bit this... Like um, a shama or something... From it, what's the what's the thing called? I don't know. I know. I swear, I have the. I haven't read movie. it, but I'm gonna no, download I'm it on you, Audible. I have, I'm telling I have you, six credits. I remember available. reading it. Oh, yeah, six, <laughs> I have a few credits. I don't even use them. I'm I'm telling you, it's. I remember reading it and just being fascinated by it. Right. But it was like a year and a, even almost maybe even two years ago. I I have one and I listened packing, to. I you know I saw it. And I was like, oh, I should read this again. I have one I listened to, and since you have Audible credits, I want you to download this one. Okay. Um, it's a quick listen. It's really geared more towards men, but I think it applies more. It applies to anybody. 
Yeah. So you'll hear through the the author or the narrator's experience. It's actually narrated by the author. Mm -hmm. So you really get to feel his passion and his kind passion, of what he yeah. was putting into like the book. That. That's why I like audiobooks, right? I like to hear the characters, the application of what the author intended them to sound like. Uh, even better when they're narrated, right, by the author. So it's we might have to beep this out of the podcast, but it's called Make Shit Happen. Make Literally. I heard that book. No, I heard that book. Oh, it, so I'll read it's that. It's fantastic. Can and I just read it? I mean, I'll, You can I'll read it. it. There's a paper copy, but it's also on Audible. It's really short. There's another book now that I remember. If you if you want, you could become a realtor and listen to podcasts or audiobooks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love music. <laughs> I, it's, I have to listen I to music, music while I drive as well. Yeah. I, it's pod, podcasts or audiobooks are good to listen to in certain circumstances. Yeah. I can't drive around 24-7 listening to an audiobook you know, or podcast. I don't know if you watch those like TikToks and Reels and stuff like that. Not while I'm driving. Okay, no, not while you're driving. Of course not. No, we don't touch our phone while we drive. Realtors never touch their phone while we drive. Never. Never, ever. There's a, don't text. Tesla don't text. Dick and wait. I have one of those. Yeah. I got one. I know. That's I, what I'm saying. So. I'm not a good example. We're not going to talk about that. There's this um, TikTok where the where drivers in Miami mm -hmm. listening to music, you know, blasting the music, dancing, and then all of a sudden, like you know, a cop pulls or like some, you know, it's like a joke or. And they turn it down real. And then heavy. they're like, oh, "That's me. I'm blasting music." My sunroof is open, and my windows are down, like in this weather, and I'm just blasting music, and then all of a sudden a client calls, and I'm like, hey, how's it going? How can I help you? What's up? Literally, that's me. And, I love but that's, that's the entrepreneurial lifestyle. Yeah. Lifestyle, excuse me. Wow. Learn how to speak here, Jonathan. So the entrepreneur lifestyle. You are living the position that you need to play, playing the role that you need to play. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're a human being, and that's why we're here. So let me ask you this question. This is going to be a fun one. You also don't know it's coming. Okay, it's not as crazy as the karaoke one. This one is more just think inside yourself. And I'm sure it would be really nice right now if this happens. So you have a seven-day, all-expenses-paid trip. What is on your bucket list? All-expenses-paid trip for seven days anywhere in the world to do anything. One place? One place. What is your bucket list spot that you're going to spend this seven-day oh, unlimited open trip? And what is it? <laughs> I mean, I would love to go skydiving. Skydiving? Yeah. Okay, where? I don't know. Anywhere. Anywhere but... in the world. I think a trip, uh, like to a seven-day trip, you're going to laugh, but honestly, all I want is just to sit on the beach, drink a cocktail, and just tan. And, and just, just lay there. relax, yeah. Does it matter where? Cabo. I would like to go to Cabo. Cabo. Have you been to Cabo? No, Cabo's on my list. I've been to Cancun, to Cancun, Mexico, twice. I was in Cabo for the millennium, mm. the, the 1999 to 2000 New Year's Eve. Yeah. Don't ask me why. I don't know how or who or when. No, I'm kidding. I went with my family. But uh, Cabo, it's beautiful. Cabo's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I, from the pictures I see online. So it's just on my bucket list. Cabo, um, I would love to go to Dubai, Morocco. But those are not those are not trips where I could just sit and relax. So the, la the last story I want to go through with you is we just talked about travel, right? South Florida, your marketplace is a crazy desirable tourist place, travel, vacation. As you stated in the beginning, the American dream is to move to Florida. 
It's work, work, et cetera, save, retire, and move to Florida, right? West Palm Beach. West Palm, Boynton Beach. I'm moving to Boynton. Adele Ray. Adele Ray. <laughs> my God. Boca. <laughs> I'm going to go to my daughter, Boca. <laughs> I remember my grandparents lived down here. This is where I used to vacation. In fact, where this office is located, where we're sitting right now, is literally one block from a Chinese food restaurant that I used to eat at with my family on Christmas. The Jewish Christmas meal is Chinese food. Chinese food, yeah. And that is the restaurant since I was seven years old, had been eating Christmas dinner with my family. Still existent? Still exists. It's currently being remodeled. I'm not sure if that was. We gotta go there when it's when it's ready. It's not that good. Oh, it's only good. Oh, well, I figured if you went there every Christmas, it was good. This is you gotta you gotta think about when this was. This is mid '90s Chinese food, and it's still open, right? That's got to be some high quality cutlery right there. Probably have like yeah. um, health grade like c or d uh we're, we're not going to mention that yeah. <laughs> i still order from there occasionally it's nostalgic at this point desperation but go, let's go back so tourism is big down here yeah and there's always new people moving to the area yeah. the population fluctuated dramatically dramatically during covid and even still now it's still happening there's still people moving yeah. which is incredible i thought it was going to shut off like a faucet but with all these people moving down do you find that the area changes and the population changes and the traffic changes? Of course the traffic changes, but do you find that you have to pivot? There we go, using that word again. Do you, do you feel that you have to pivot your business or the way that you interact or your marketing efforts to account for people moving down from different areas no. or populations changing within your area? No, and no. I'll tell you why. Because what sets me apart from all these Miami native realtors or even realtors that are just living in Miami for a long time is that I work very differently. I don't wake up at 11 o'clock in the morning like most realtors are do. Are you part of the 5 a.m. club? No. I wake up at 6. There's only two days a week where I wake That's up close. at 5. That's close. Mondays and Wednesdays is when I wake up at 5. Okay. What, what changes that? What changes that? I go earlier to the gym on those days. Okay. So you, you have days. a routine. Yeah, I have a routine. Every day you wake up and do X gym i have my time for getting back to clients putting my phone on do not disturb mode making calls to this lender to the title company to the attorneys to the clients so that i don't get calls in between and then i have my time where i'm that's what i'm really working on now because i'm a workaholic is really giving my time to my kids when they get home from school and not touching my phone it's important to shut that off 100 percent. there's no money no business can change you know can change the way your relationship with your kids it's not it's just gonna ruin it so if you if you had to give one piece of advice I mean you've learned quite a bit if you had to give to give one piece of advice to another agent who is struggling to find that work-life balance and while building their business a new business uh, still what would that piece of advice be what is that one thing that they could take away from a conversation and apply to themselves stick to your schedule color code your calendar Make time for yourself. Don't think I'm going to work, 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 and not go out for drinks and not go out to, you know, to dinners or whatever it is or vacation because it's just going to burn you out. And I've been there. And about maybe six, seven months ago, I was totally, totally burnt out. And it was very, very hard, and it took a toll on me physically, mentally, family-wise, everything. And I, I couldn't afford that. So my advice is... Stick to schedule. When you say, 
this hour I'm going to sit by the pool for an hour and relax, do it. I don't care who calls. Your clients, if they love you and they think you're the best at what you do, will understand that you're human and you also deserve to have some time to breathe. But you were asking before about the population, if I feel. Mm -hmm. No, because I think it changes like community-wise. You know, there's a lot. Like I hear people complain, oh, all these New Yorkers. You were also once a New Yorker. Like, give me a break. You know what I mean? It's just what era did you come in here? Does that make you feel a certain type of way when people talk about the New Yorkers moving down? No, I don't care. They're my bread and butter. Forget about it. (laughs) Forget about it. I'm from Brooklyn. You know, I don't care. I think it's just... um, yeah, I think it changes because a lot of people are a little more laid back in Miami. But just stick to you. Be yourself. I don't change for anybody. It sounds like through your career and life, you know, there's ups and there's downs, especially yeah. especially in our industry. Sometimes you have to fail to succeed, but always be genuine in your relationships. And that's what I've learned from you, Esther Cohen. Thanks. That's noble. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I loved it.